It's 7pm Thursday, and now on 93.7 Express FM, Business Express, with Miles Henson. So a very good evening to you. We've got Thursday, 9th of August, 2018. You're listening to 93.7 Express FM, and this, of course, well, this is Business. Miles Henson on 93.7 Express FM. So, delighted to say I have a guest this evening who's probably got the most difficult name I've ever had to read out on air, but we'll give it a go. I've got Ducalian McGregor-Sims with me. Uh, from 19 years of age, worked in the business management arena. was always keen on making that environment bring all those elements together to create something really special. So, 22 years of age, he became a self-employed driving training instructor in the industry. And by 23, wait for this, started his own business, an own driving school business called One Drive. Uh, the school is now growing and they have a number of instructors and they've done it all without really competing or undercutting the competition. They do this because they do things they believe the right way. Uh, Ducalian is with us all evening. He's been talking about why he got into the business, why the driving industry, the challenges that he's had and what makes One Drive different to everything else. I suggest you go nowhere. This is business on a Thursday. Great music. Hi, I'm Adele. Hey, this is Michael Bublé. Great guests. And if that's not enough, yes, he's really here. Mr. Miles Henson on 93.7 Express FM. Miles Henson's Business Express on 93.7 Express FM. Keeping it simple, keeping it relevant, keeping it local. This is business. Train and 50 ways to say goodbye. Wham, Young Guns, go for it. Kick us off this evening. Back after two weeks' holes. Looking forward to tonight. So let's see if we can get this right from the start. It is Ducalian McGregor Sims. Is that right? Yes, well done. Is that good? It's, it's, it's pretty spot on. Yeah. So where where's that come from? So Ducalian, I've told this story like hundreds. Tell you once more. Go on. So Ducalian is an ancient Greek name, son of Prometheus. It's so old that um, even the Greeks. I went to Greece some years ago for the first time and expected to to have my name recognised, and even the Greeks didn't know it. Wow. Um, that's how old it is. So it comes from there. My mother, I think, she read it in a, a book about Greek mythology and decided to give it to me. So you're not a descendant from the gods or anything weird like that? I, no. Well, if I am, I haven't found out yet, but okay. I like to think I am. Okay. So, Ducalion, welcome to Business Express. Uh, I know we've been trying to get you in for a while, so welcome to do that. Thank Quite you. an interesting story. I know we're here to talk about one drive in the business this evening, but as always with my guests, really interested in your backstory. So tell me a yeah. little bit about your background. Yeah, so I mean, I, we, um, I grew up from, I want to say about 10 in Portsmouth, um, we went to school, studied here, worked here. So we went to Charles Dickens Junior School, which okay. is in Buckland. I yep. grew up in Buckland, um, in the centre of Portsea Island. I went to St Edmund's Catholic School yep. nearby uh, Commercial Road, and I then studied in Gosport. So I've always been around here. I was I was a fairly naughty child, and I was <laughs> at school. I was put in the, the naughty group. Um, I didn't enjoy it very much, but then. Growing up in places like Buckland, we we didn't have much money. We were quite poor, um, and I've got eight siblings, so anything we did have was divided between nine of us. Um, so as soon as I <clears throat> was able to start working, I started figuring out a, a, a love for being able to have my own money and have my own things. Um, and I think my first job was in Commercial Road, however many years ago. Um, 
and it's just gone from there. You're just it? working in a, one of the shops down there, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was one of the sports shops in Commercial Road. Um, I, I've worked in a number of places over the years, but predominantly, I've, well, I've been based in Portsmouth my whole life. I've done a lot of travelling, and I've left Portsmouth quite a lot of times, but I've right. always come back. Okay. This is where my family and now my business are. You spent some time in Spain, you're saying, up there, yeah? Yeah, 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 a couple of times, actually. When I was very young, my we were actually born in London. I was born in London. My my mother moved us to Spain for a while, and then we came back, ended up in Portsmouth. Um, I actually went back out there for a while with, with an ex-girlfriend, and I've, I've worked in Africa and America for a while, and just kept coming back to Portsmouth. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you were interested in you, you, your profile said worked in the business management area. Mm. So, tell me a bit about that, Ducalion. Yeah. So, as I said, because we were because we were quite poor and we didn't have anything, um, I was always very keen to try and not end up that way or not yeah. remain in that in those conditions. I think I've got my first paper round at eleven, and I became quite good at saving money. So I only got like. I think it was £11 a week. Right. And whatever I would get, half of it would be saved. Um, so, and then obviously as I got a bit older and I got more jobs, it took a long time before I was making any kind of okay money. But whatever I made, I saved. And I found a way to either invest it in something that could make me more money or, or, or save up for something that I couldn't typically afford. Um, and I, I, I think I got to 19 when I got my first management role as a trainee manager in a, in a food chain. Um, and I knew for quite a while when I was when I was sixteen, seventeen, and I was watching managers that for companies that I was working for, and I was just watching and thinking, I just if you can do this, if you can manage people and lead people and and run fairly successful businesses, I see no reason why I can't. Um, and so I, I I took a fairly unconventional way into business management. But at nineteen, somebody trusted me, um, and it just went from there in terms of. Of taking on different positions and moving up with that yeah and and at, at 22 you became self-employed and, and sort of moved into the driving training industry yeah 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 so so that's a big change from what you were doing before what made you do that yeah so I mean the, if I'm being honest with you I, when I say I was into I was very keen on business management I it wasn't there wasn't a particular industry so what I was keen about was developing a business and or businesses uh the industry didn't matter to me i wanted to take a product or an item or a service and show that what can i do with this product service and item okay um and it quickly became apparent to me that your staff are very pivotal in that so um we i started in the food industry then i went to leisure and then and and then i ended up in the driving industry so i made the change to the driving industry because when I was working employed in management, yeah. <clears throat> I quickly learned that actually all the time you're employed by somebody else, your security, your sense of um, success and your happiness and your future, all these things are in the hands of an employer, of somebody That's else. Right. Absolutely right, yeah. And, and um, I think one of the positions I took, they had a change of management um, and my position was no longer around and then I took another job and my direct line manager changed and her replacement for whatever reason my face didn't fit and and these things kept happening and and, um, and I just decided to move into something where I wasn't employed and dependent on someone else so if, if I was going to take a business on my own and it failed that was my fault Right. but I would rather it were my fault and I made a mistake and I did it wrong than work 
effortlessly for years and years and for somebody at the end of it to say, see you later, we haven't got your position anymore. So it just happened, it just happened that that happened to be the driving industry. Um, I'm quite a keen teacher, I I like developing people. Um, But as I said, the driving wasn't initially, the driving wasn't initially a passion, it's become a passion. I'm now quite keen on on safe roads and, and, and teaching people to do things from the wrong thing to the right thing but it started off just building a business that's what i was keen right, on right and then within a year then so you obviously learned your trade and learned about the driving industry mm-hmm. that kind of 22 year old guy was doing that then within a year you started OneDrive, which is your own business yeah. was, was that always the plan did you know quite early on yeah. in that year that you were going to do that yes straight away so i when i decided to train as a, an instructor i trained with one of the large schools across the country um just because there aren't there aren't as, there aren't that many options into it so when you train with a lot of these schools you're almost you're almost certainly going to be um committed to some form of contract they'll train you in return for x amount of your time so it was a franchise so you're not entirely self-employed you're working under their kind yeah, of guidelines yeah. but i knew from as it was always the intention that as soon as that 12 month contract was up i would go on my own um I didn't really plan on what it would be and where it would go, but it, it was absolutely always intended that I would go on my own and and set up my own school. Because again, I reiterate, there were so many people in the industry that I was looking at and thinking, if if this person can run a successful business in this industry or another, um, I see no you reason why it. I can't. Yeah. yeah. So where did the name OneDrive come from? If I'm honest, there was another name that I wanted, but it was already taken and. It it wasn't trademarked, and I I wanted to to go into battle. Yeah, yeah, but I just thought no, that's not a good way to start the industry. So OneDrive was a fairly close, uh, closely comparable name, and it, I could I could just think of loads of like marketing puns you could make with it, and it's simple and it's sweet and it's it's not um, what I can't stand. And you've probably everyone would have seen this, and I, I don't want to offend anyone, but I can't stand when you see a driving school and it's like Dave's. Because to me, that's not a business. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't produce a sense of that's a company. That's a school. Not a that's brand, just. Is it? It's not, not a brand. brand. No, it's, not a brand. It's Dave. Yeah, yeah. And that's like. I'm sure Dave's a good guy as well. Dave's probably <laughs> marvelous. Yeah. But but I but I, to me, it's, if you if you see Dave's, that's kind of a chap who's 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 doing what he's doing, and, and that's fine. But I wanted a business, a oh. successful one. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, Decali McGregor Sims is with us all evening. Uh, I'm going to talk to him about the OneDrive business after some music. You're listening to Miles Henson's Business Express, brought to you live from the heart of Portsmouth every Thursday on 93.7 Express FM. This is Business on a Thursday. Got Ducallan McGregor Sims with us all evening. How am I doing on that pronunciation? Yeah, a little bit. Ducallian. Ducallian. Yeah, Ducallian. Went off a little bit that time. First time was better. No one noticed, don't no, worry. I don't, don't, so let, let's get cares. into one. Let's get into OneDrive. Um, you started up the business. You're yeah. 23 years of age. That must have been exciting and scary at the same time for you. Yeah, it was. Um, so, first of all, when a lot of people say to me, because um, I I do a bit of like public speaking as well, and a lot of people say to me, "How do you? Uh, what, what what's the biggest hurdle for any business? It's like, what am I going to face?" And I would say the biggest, the biggest hurdle, regardless of the industry, is your sense of self-belief in what you're doing. So, um, I've I had um, when I first decided to do this, I had a lot of people tell me that um, the success that I had early on was going to was 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 would be short-lived, and you know you get ups and downs in business. Yeah. At no point, at no point when I set up this business was I ever concerned 
that it wouldn't succeed. And that that sounds quite self-righteous, but... Um, I, think it's, I think it's confident that it's good. It yeah. is. And, and when you speak to a lot of people and you ask people, why didn't you pursue this or why didn't you do that or, or move forward with this idea, a lot of people just frankly don't believe it, it, they can do it. Um, this hurdle will present itself or I'll fail here or I won't have enough of that. Um, so that's the that's the biggest strain. I think if everybody just took a took a leap at things, we'd live in a far different world. Yeah. Um, but it was predominantly excitement. Yeah, I, I I didn't really have a clue on what I was doing. I didn't know too much about marketing. I'd never worked self-employed. I just kind of built up some experience in in management. But a lot of it was trial and error. And I I was absolutely willing to 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 go through the errors and the trials to yeah. to get the results. And I've been quite fortunate. To, to end up where I am. What was the biggest challenge then? Do you remember back in the early days? What was the biggest challenge for you? Was it getting was it getting customers? Was it setting the business up? Was it was it um, for, certainly not getting customers? Again, I reiterate. I think I've been quite lucky because you think of a driving instructor, and I think it's fair to say that the majority of people will think of somebody who's um, who's old. Yeah. Um, and and maybe a bit of a grumpy old man, and probably on their second or third career. Maybe. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. and that's actually that was a very key um, factor into why I went into this industry because I saw a potential niche market. Um, so it was I was always aware of that, and for that reason, I've been quite fortunate because a lot of I have had a lot of people come to me and say, "Look, I, I want you to teach me because I feel more relatable." Um, so, because if you think about it, so it's interesting. But most of your customers are going to be yeah. that age between kind of seventeen yeah. and twenty, I guess, are they? Yeah, most of them. The majority yeah. of them are. Yeah. I mean, I've taught, I have taught people up until their fifties, but um, you're absolutely right. The, the predominant uh, customer base are people of that age, and and where I've again been fortunate is that I do think that I have uh, a far clearer idea of how to market to that that bracket, that uh, demographic, where to market. Um, but going back to your original question, the, the 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 biggest the biggest struggle I've had was was just um, doing it. It was just making the leap to actually do it, because when you when you put yourself in a position where you you've got to do these things, and I, I have to find a way to market, and I have to find the funds to produce that, and I I have to do this job. Actually, it just happens. You just do it because you have no choice. You because, get on with it. Yeah, yeah you, you're like, all the time it's I might do that. I might do that next year. I might. You have no real umph. Well, there's no motivation better than knowing you're not going to get paid at the end of the month because exactly. you're not employed, isn't it? Exactly, I guess? exactly that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm intrigued. A side issue, really, but you don't just turn up with a driving license to become a driving instructor, mm-hmm. do you? you? You must have to give, give some headlines on what you what a driving instructor has to go through to become so one it, of those. It's quite vigorous, actually, um, but I do believe anyone can do it. So again, it's it's just about whether you can be bothered. But you, there are you. you first of all, you have to have a license for three years. Um, there are factors like certain points on your license or certain convictions can prohibit you but there's three examinations essentially you you have to take an advanced theory test which is effectively just a harder version of what any learner driver has to go through right you then have to take an advanced practical driving test which again is just an extended version of what anybody has already done uh, just with stricter stipulations and then at the end of that you have to take a third examination which is a, a teaching um, assessment. It's changed now, but when I did it, it was really quite cringe because you had the examiner would come out, and at some point they say we're going to be in roll. So when I say now we're in roll, and the examiner plays a learner, and they go out of their way to make all kinds of horrendous driving faults, <laughs> and you as the instructor have to kind of coach out of it. And I'm not a great actor of any sort, and it was 
when you get your head around it, it's okay. But you you know that that examiner knows a hell of a lot more than you do yeah, at yeah. that stage. So and that's how you go through it. And and it does cost a bit of money, and it takes about I would say the majority of people take us about nine nine months to a year. Um, but again, it doesn't. I'm not phased by costs and time. And, yeah, yeah. and I, I knew I wanted to set up a school. I saw a potential niche market, and and I, and I did that. Fantastic. Tell me about then. Tell me about the very first time you sat in a car on your own <laughs> with someone new and had to teach them. Do you remember that day? I do. Yeah, <laughs> vividly. It was horrible. Uh, well, horrible it, for them or for you? Probably both. <laughs> but it, it was that no, was all right. Um, the thing I just had to keep telling myself was I know more than her. Because it was a it was a young girl, a university student, and she was a lovely girl, uh, or I thought she was. I didn't see her much after that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, she, um, she, she, the first day was just nerves because um, I knew what I wanted to do, but it's never the same when you're on your own. And the lesson went all right, and she was wonderful. But a lot of it I was just making up. And for the first three to six months of the job, I was I got lost. Um, I was doing the wrong things with the wrong people in the wrong ways. I'm fairly sure I accidentally took my learners on a motorway at one point uh, before it was legal. Yeah. Um, but it, like, I just lied my way through <laughs> through the first do, few do, months. There's an instruction. Do you have a route that you plan? You know, you're going to take before you get in the car. So or? now I now I have a very particular structure. Um, I, I mean this in as humble a way I can I can say it, but I. Uh, anyone that knows me as an instructor probably wouldn't argue that I have one of the most successful pass rates in the area, and that's just fact. Excellent. Um, we like facts. That's good. And and um, but that I'm very particular about who who not who I teach, how I teach, where I teach. There's something to be taken from everywhere I take someone. It's never just random. Um, and and I'm quite strict on who whether you're good enough or not. It's um, I'm not going to let somebody take my car out. Um, and and potentially ruin it if they're not ready have you ever had a uh interesting challenge or near miss or problem whilst you've been teaching um yeah yeah i've I've had i've had a lot um because everyone is different and that is a a bit of a a blessing and a curse in the industry but uh, we yeah there's 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 been a few moments where when i was quite new in fact actually there was girl and this was the first couple of months, and I, I was beginning to tell her, take the right lane when it's safe. Yeah. Um, and there's a very subtle error in wording there, because I put when it's safe at the end. So she just heard, take the right lane, and before I'd finished saying when it's safe, she's just, she'd gone. Yeah. She'd gone. Yeah. She didn't check, she didn't signal, there was a family in, in the lane next to us. And it was one of the, probably one of the scariest points in my career, And but it actually taught me the wording and the order of the wording is crucial here and so, since then it's always been so it's the other way around almost is it when yeah, it's safe take when it's left. safe and that's and that's just embedded now in me yeah. because I nearly died put you on the <laughs> spot then F- funniest funniest thing you've ever seen giving a lesson um, <laughs> I had um, I don't know if you can call it funny but I actually took a girl called Ella um, out recently she's a, she's, a, she's a bit of a family friend she's lovely um, she was quite nervous um, and I took her to the seafront for her first lesson, and I'm telling her, look, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, there's going to be no issues. It, you'll see when you get behind the wheel. And we're on the seafront going through all the controls and what everything is and how it works, and we hear this massive, like a plane hitting the ground. It was huge. And it went on for 10, 15 seconds. And we're looking around like, what? What's going on? What, what is that? <laughs> and we've looked down the seafront, and there is a car, the massive pile-up, a car on its top, 
windows broken through, people laying on the floor. Um, and all I could think was I'd literally spent 20 minutes telling her she'd be fine. I'd just seen this potential, like... <laughs> Life-threatening life thre- Yeah, it turned out that everybody was fine. Um, and we just had to drive around it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's that's... Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Do Callian McGregor Sims is with us all evening one drive? We'll talk to him about the business a little bit more after this. You're listening to Miles Henson's Business Express, brought to you live from the heart of Portsmouth every Thursday on 93.7 Express FM. Ninety-three point seven Express FM, the Electric Light Orchestra, all over the world. Uh, Ducalian McGregor Sims is with me all evening. His business is called One Drive. An entrepreneur since he's eleven years of age, and I'd like to come back to that in a bit, Ducalian, if we can. Yep. But before we do that, I, for the people, the people listening out there, there'll be people who are thinking of learning to drive. There'll be people who have kids who need to learn to drive. It's quite daunting from the other side on day one. You've yeah. never sat, you've never driven yeah. your dad or your mum's car. You turn up on day one, you're 18 years of age, yeah. you're terrified. So just talk me through what do you do with them, what happens, the, the process, if you like. Yeah, so, I mean, I I do remember vividly my lessons because I had a, a lovely, he was a lovely chap as my instructor, but he was a scouse man and he was very, like, he was very loud and right. semi-aggressive and if you did something wrong, you knew about it and... <laughs> And that for me was just the worst kind of dynamic to be learning. And it's almost like when, you, when you're when you sat at a computer typing and somebody's watching over your shoulder and you suddenly you lose all capability to type yes, and to spell. It's the same with driving. Yeah. Now, if you don't if you don't create an environment where that person feels comfortable, if you're comfortable to make ex- uh, errors, they're going to make errors. Um, the important thing is how do we deal with it? And so if assuming you're asking about kind of what can they expect in the first early stages... I'm normally taken to a very quiet place. The seafront's a good one for people who live in, in South Sea. We'll go through what everything is, the how, how to use it the right way, common errors, errors that they may very well make, and that that's okay because we learn from them. Um, and in their first lesson, certainly with me, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, the first lesson, they will be up and down the seafront. Yeah. Um, going around a few little basic junctions. I'm not. Ex- they're not going to be knowing how to do it all on their own. They're driving in straight lines, effectively. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. always. I mean, pulling off and parking is the first bit, and then when they get a bit of confidence with that, you, you change some gears, and then you can go around a few simple bends, and you just build from there. Um, and it's just the main thing for the first lesson is just getting a feel for the car and understanding some basic procedures, and and you just build from there as and when they're ready. Um, it's very you're very involved you're very you're guiding them through everything check this mirror do that signal at that point and then slowly just relinquishing that responsibility and naturally they'll start to do it without you telling them yeah yeah do you get people come to you who've kind of semi-learned from a mother or a father and they've got lots of bad habits how how do you do with that yeah it's and that is any instructor will tell you that that's a bit of a struggle with the industry another common thing we hear is my boyfriend said that that's not how you do it well, you, well, your boyfriend's a postman. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, he's got a bicycle. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, no disrespect to postmen anywhere, but um, it's it's a common issue. It's a common issue. So it, it's the main thing is attitude. Um, if 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 I can see somebody's got the right attitude, I can do anything with them, and yeah. they can do anything with themselves. But um, it's going to be very difficult to teach anyone if they're not willing to listen, or if they think they know more than they do. Or their father or their mother saying, "Don't, don't exactly. listen to Ducan exactly. and do this." Yeah, yeah, and that's happened. I've had. I mean, I. Took somebody on a national speed limit road uh, a while ago, and it was a seventy mile an hour road. Um, and then I told them this is a seventy mile an hour road. The next lesson, my dad said that this is fifty. Well, 
<laughs> you're paying me all this money. Yeah. I'm, I promise you, if you look at my reviews as a business, um, the success rate is there. The, the the reviews are there. Like I'm, I'm telling you what you need to know. It's the truth, and and that's just it's just part and parcel of the business. Yeah, um, that's quite unfair on the learner as well, isn't it? Because they're kind is. of caught between a rock and a hard place, aren't they? Yeah, it is. And I don't, I truly don't believe that people are going out of their way to do that. But but people want to help. And if, if they've got, if for example, a father's got his daughter learning, he wants the best for her. He wants to learn quickly. He wants to le- her to learn um, affordably. And and he's just trying to help. And I get that. And, Sometimes people are just wrong, and they, and they don't mean to be. And and what my response to that would be: let's let's break this down, and I'll explain to you how and why it is this. Yeah. The other important thing to remember is that the rules of the roads changed over the years. So um, people people are often told things by their parents or people that are older that are just a bit outdated. Yeah, yeah. And I don't take it personally, but it's just part and parcel. Well, I, I've, I've got a, a friend of mine who's got a, a daughter who's learning, and, and mm. she, I don't know whether this is right or wrong, but you'll tell me because you're the expert. Yeah. But apparently they don't they don't slow down, to use the gears to slow down anymore. No. We used to go from four to three to two to one. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. You don't have to, no. Yeah. Um, what, do you mean using the gears to actually bring the car to... Just to slow it, yeah, let's just say you come into a junction, you go from four to third, let your clutch up, slow it no, down. No, so you, you would use the foot brake. Yeah. Um, naturally, your gears would go down yes. as you're doing that, but, but you don't use the gear to reduce your speed. Yeah. It's the foot brake. Things I bet there's a yeah. lot of stuff that... There are, there's that a lot. parents did yeah, 30 yeah. years ago when they learned to drive that are no longer relevant. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a lot yeah. I've come to learn. Stuff I, I didn't even appreciate because it's... it's, it's, it's it precedes my time. Yeah. But I've picked up over the time. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about George Ezra and Shotgun, because we've asked you to pick a tune and you've picked this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I've spent a lot of time in the car, and the first time I heard it, I loved it. He's, it came out a little while after Paradise, I think. Um, and I just loved it. It's such a drivable song. Um, and it, it's just upbeat, and it's it came out at the right time of year, and I'll, I'll play it repeatedly, which is why I chose it. Okay, let's do it. It's been our track of the week as well recently on Express. I mean, I'm so not surprised. Let's do it, shall we? George Ezra, Thank you. this is Shotgun. George Ezra, Shotgun, 93.7 Express FM, chosen this evening by Ducalion um, McGregor Sims. Great track, that. Great choice, Ducalion. Thanks. Great choice, great choice. Uh, I just want to go back a little bit because we, we didn't really explore this enough, I think. I'm, re- I'm really interested, uh, being in business myself all my life and, and growing businesses like you have, you talked a lot about your, your, your childhood and your background and the influences that that had on you and how you got into being a businessman and an entrepreneur, to be fair. That's, that's what you are. So tell, tell, me, tell me more about that then. Tell, tell me about the forces that are at play there and why you did what you did. And I know you said off air you, you got a different route into business, for want of a better Yeah, phrase. so, um, I mean, I'll come to that in a second. But, but initially, um, I do believe that it was the upbringing that we had that kind of propelled me because and I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone or anything. I'm not because I wouldn't be here. But... Um, I was saying to you off air, uh, my twin sister and I responded to our upbringing very differently. So she, she, she in, enjoys her life to the fullest, and she does have a good time. Um, and she's very driven, and she's got academics that I never had. But because we didn't have much as a child, when we started making money, her response was always very much, "When I get this money, I'm going to enjoy it," because I know what it's like to not have the option to enjoy it. Um, and my response was very different. It was the bipolar uh, polar opposite rather um, response which was I know what it's like to not have this and I don't want to be in that position anymore um, so as I said earlier when I was making very small amounts of money I was I was saving it and I was always saving it and and that's not the right or wrong way to do it it's just how I responded to it but um, 
because of that, I always knew that I wanted to work in business management. Um, I wanted to try and run my own business. And, and in order to achieve that, I wanted to get as much experience as I could in business. So I said earlier, my first management role was at 19. When I was 17, roughly, I knew I wanted to work in business management. And companies, employers were telling me all the time, well, you don't have any experience. You don't have any qualifications or skills. You're not studied. What, why would we hire you? Um, and that was quite important to me because I started to realise that I had nothing to offer on paper that anybody else didn't have to offer. So I actually took to travelling. Um, I went away, I worked in, in Kenya for a little while, I worked in the States, I worked in Austria. Um, we, I, I did a charity a charity climb of Mount Everest. Wow. Um, but this was all, um, I'm not saying this to, to brag about it, I'm saying this because um, it was all a deliberate, longer term plan so what giving I you the experience to, exactly yeah, yeah, so I yeah. didn't have the, um, in, in, uh, the professional experience but what I did have was a lot of, of life experience that a lot of people didn't have to offer and I was fortunate that um, with the first the food chain company that offered me the role they, they took to that quite well and said well you are young and, and you're clearly ambitious and we wanna, we're going to pull from your life experience rather than your professional experience. We can teach you yeah. how to work this company. We can teach you how to run shifts and we can teach you. But what we can't teach is attitude. And that was a very, for me, and it was a very deliberate angle into business management. I knew that that's how I was going to do it. And I, I truly believed that it was only a matter of time before I managed to convince someone to, to <laughs> give me that position. And and as soon as I got that first position, then you you get training in the basics, payroll. Yeah, you're up and running. Yeah. And and from there on, it's easy because you've now got business experience. And so it was always a very deliberate, um, deliberate, detailed route into the industry. And so for that reason, I've always been a big believer in doing things your own way. So when you're young you're told you go to school and you get this you get your your GCSEs and your SATs and then you, you go to college and you get your A levels and you go to university and, and I'm not knocking any of that and then you go you get a job and you get experience you start at the bottom so what's right for one is not necessarily exactly. right for the other isn't it yeah, yeah. but um, exactly that um, yeah. but but I, I didn't have the academics to achieve that so I I knew I just knew that um, you pick your own way and do it and ignore the fact that there are naysayers ignore the fact that it's not conventional and just just do what works for you and 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 i'm finally in a position where it's working <laughs> excellent excellent we're running out of time play some music and we'll be back shortly Thank this you. is the shires on 93.7 express fm this is guilty in the studio a few weeks ago playing that live the shires guilty Express FM, Drew Kelly and McGregor Sims has been with us all night from OneDrive, a uh, serial entrepreneur, I think, of course. That's a compliment, by the way. Thank you. Take that one. Uh, We've got uh, a couple of minutes or so left, uh, Drew Kelly. So, interested in two things, really. So, what's next to the business? You must have plans. Where are you going to go next? Yeah, so, imminently, we are desperate for instructors. We've got... uh, The the phone does not stop ringing. Inquiries don't stop coming in. We we need instructors... um, to just provide for the demand, so we we do we do run funded training for people who want to take on a new career as a driving instructor, so they can make contact that way. Also, existing instructors, anyone that wants to change of dynamic or needs a bit more, uh, a change of scene or a bit more reliability for student supply, we can do that. 
So okay, and if people want to get a hold of you, where you got a website? You can yeah, how, how yeah. do do that? And I know, you, I know you, you're busy, but it's, you can never be busy enough. No, can you? So how do they do that? So the, the best place is probably our either our website or our Facebook page. Our website is one that's a numerical one hyphen drive.co.uk so one hyphen drive.co.uk okay and again on facebook again if you search one drive school of motoring that's our facebook page we're on yell and so on we've got loads of reviews um just saying well they're all five stars ah, that's um, good that's good <laughs> but yeah i mean that's probably the best way is either on our website at one hyphen drive.co.uk or our facebook page and you're saying off air that there are a couple of other instructors that work alongside you now as well so there's a team yeah. of three yes yeah. yeah so there's a chap who does a bit of work in in some form in southampton um, and we've got a chap in in Portsmouth as well, so okay. team three so far. Excellent, Ganesi. One big question to finish in about forty seconds. Yeah, would you change anything? No, um, I, I, I think it's I think it's counterproductive to. I've learnt a lot, but I wouldn't change it. I'd make the same mistakes over and over, and I'd do it all again because I I think you have to believe in what you do. Okay. Fabulous, fabulous, perfect answer. Uh, thank you so much for coming this evening. Thank it's been you a very pleasure much for to meet you. I've been looking forward to this for a while, and I think that's um, I think that's a fantastic story that you've got to tell, and obviously a, a growing business which is brilliant. And we'll we'll have you we'll have you back on again in the in the not too distant future. Thank if you, you so like, much. And we, can, we can do that. Ninety three point seven Express FM. That's been Business Express on a Thursday night. Uh, Ducalian McGregor Sims uh, with One Drive is the business has been my guest uh, all evening. Um, if you want to get in touch with him, it's what was it again? It's one hyphen drive. .co.uk go and have a look at the website um, and uh, met him myself great guy uh, perfect way to uh, to learn to, dri- to drive if you like and 93.7 Express FM Chris Pierce is coming up with Express this week after the news don't forget if you want to come on the show like Ducalian McGregor Sims I love that name has done all you need to do is you can call us on 02392 847 that's 02392 847 you can text us 81400 start your message with the word Express you can tweet us at Express FM and get me on Twitter as well of course which is at Miles Henson business at expressfm.com is a place to email if you want to come on the show we'll see you next time take care now nobody